presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Hold up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and AJ Knight with you here on the 4 o'clock hour of the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming online, 1069thefan.com. And on the free mobile app, 1069thefan. Of course, you can always listen when it's convenient to you as well on our podcasts, which you can find on 1069thefan.com or subscribe to, uh, or find us wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Just search the Full Court Press uh, or uh, my name or Ajay's name. If you search AJ's name, you might find some other podcasts, which isn't it's a true. bad thing. That's true. Yeah, some of them may be sports-related. Others, maybe not so much. But uh, <laughs> we're talking sports now. Take a chance. You know, yeah. whatever. Let's see what you find. Uh, you're always welcome to, to chime in and participate with us on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in, very uh, lively discussion yesterday, uh, mostly about high school basketball tournaments that are going on. Um, it, the Idaho district tournaments are going on right now. We've got games today. Uh, state tournaments, not for another few weeks, but... Um, uh, for 4A, for teams around here in, in Utah, at least, those games get underway the first round tomorrow night. And then the uh, the tournament takes place down at Southern Utah, down on the, on the campus of Dixie State University, with uh, the quarterfinal, semifinal, and championship rounds at uh, Dixie State Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. Um, high, uh, so, yeah, we've got high school basketball coming up tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on that tomorrow. We're kind of laying out the groundwork of who these teams are and uh, kind of some history there and what do we know from Region 10. But um, tonight we're going to get into the Utah Jazz. A uh, really awful second half, fourth quarter collapse oh, again to the Lakers again. Uh, we'll get into that, unfortunately. I think we have to. Um, labor talks continued, sort of, in Major League <laughs> Baseball. Uh, you just I think you can put that at the end of any discussion of baseball, right? Baseball will happen sort of this year. <laughs> They'll come to an agreement sort of sort in time of? to get something going on. Spring training will sort of happen. Yeah. 
so there was a meeting. We'll tell you what happened or what didn't happen <laughs> more more accurately. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, also some other things that are kind of interesting that we've noticed today. Um, I know, AJ, you're a big, big Ten guy. You come from Big Ten country. I do. And some news today about uh, football scheduling and how many conference games do you want to play? And they're going to—they're forming this alliance, which is going to start to take effect with the Pac-12 and the ACC. So, how do they adjust this scheduling agreement between these three conferences? And how many conference games do they play? And just so that's—you know—that may be interesting for those in Big Ten country or those who follow. Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, but it actually does affect schools like Utah State and conferences like the Mountain West, so we'll explain that a little bit later on. And there's movement to try to create a a different professional golf association. (laughs) Now, PGA, it's not going to be that. It's going to be like a super golf league, uh, can't remember exactly. We'll, we'll get into exactly the term, but it has some controversial backers. But Phil Mickelson doesn't really seem to be bothered by it. So, uh, and he's going in league with them. So we'll we'll get into all that. So there's a lot to cover today. Uh, love to get your thoughts, your reactions, and of course, something else comes up. You want to steer us in a different direction? You can four three five three three nine zero three two one to join us on the Guild Mortgage text line eight nine two zero. First uh, at the plate and says, <laughs> what happened to the Jazz last night? Embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing is the right word. Yes. I mean, Anthony Davis goes down right before halftime. Jazz build a lead. They have a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. They're playing pretty well. Donovan Mitchell's playing out of his mind. He's not getting a whole lot of help from too many other guys, but they're doing sufficient enough to hold their lead. And at about what, four or five minutes to go, Jazz still have a double-digit lead in the fourth. But LeBron starts going nuclear, and they go small ball lineup, and that has been the kryptonite for the Utah Jazz. And still, still, they cannot figure this out. So frustrating for the Utah Jazz. Now, was it just that, the small ball lineup? The, the Jazz got a little bit lazy on defense. I really think they just took the Lakers for granted. I mean, it's been well documented, right? Nobody who's any semblance of a of a basketball fan doesn't know that the Lakers are not good this year. And so I thought the same thing because I was not watching the game. I was keeping tabs on it, and then I saw the Anthony Davis highlight, and they brought out the stretcher, and I and I I legitimately said, "Oh well, this one's over. They're done." Like, like season, all of it, like over. And the Jazz apparently like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we'll just run out of the clock then, and it'll be cool. And LeBron James is still LeBron James. He may not be the LeBron James who could take four corpses from Cleveland to the finals. <laughs> but, I mean, he's still one of the best, what, five players in the NBA? Ten at worst. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. Yes. And I think he, he got going the – Jazz took their foot off the gas, and, and if there's anything I've learned in sports, it's it's really hard to put your foot back on the gas. Look, I mean, it, it was an emotional day in L.A. yesterday. The, yes. the Rams had their big victory parade. Aaron Donald was there. Donald was there. It's going nuts. Uh, yeah, the camera's on him. Everybody's getting excited. Uh, there's there's a lot of emotion in the in the building because of Anthony Davis going down again. 
That right. was a scary it, scene. Again. Yeah, it, that, that looked ugly. It, it looked. It ugly. made me sick watching it on replay. And then I see it, and my kids like, "Oh, what, what? Okay, here's the video. My girl, oh, my girlfriend. And then the other the kid way. on the other side of the room. Yeah. Oh, what, what? And so I got to show it again. I kept getting sick watching it. Yeah, I'm with you. My girlfriend's the same way. If that happens, I'm like, I don't want to see this. She's like, No, 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 I got to see it. Like, cause like the uh, when Ingles got hurt, I just read it. Said like definitely done for the season. I was like, I don't want to see it. I'm good. I believe that they're not lying to me. And she's like, Oh, it's you watch it. His knee moving. Like I don't. I didn't want to see it. Why are you describing it to me? <laughs> I, I didn't want to see it. All that stuff makes me yeah. Speaking of the squeamish. parade, you made comments yesterday. Did you end up getting your pop shots in against the? It was LeBron who was leading it. I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily ding the Dodgers for it because they didn't say it, but. LeBron made his comments about potentially finally getting his parade. To your point about it being energized <laughs> yesterday, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. We didn't really get into that. Uh, we we got off on other things, but <laughs> yeah. just for those who don't know, LeBron James made a comment that maybe the Dodgers and Lakers should join the Rams and they should do a three-way parade because since they won during COVID, they didn't get to have one. Wow, wow, Kind of, yeah. Like I, I feel like you've missed the moment. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. You had one last night. Got to take part in that energy a little bit, it would appear. <laughs> 9315, when you guys just described what was happening in basketball, I logged onto the app just in time to think you were talking about Ajay and his status on the show. Oh, that's <laughs> not very nice. Come on. Come on. Ajay really rolled his ankle and therefore is unavailable to the show today. <laughs> I said those those ankles injuries. It's not even just the fact he was clearly hurt, right? They helped him out, but the thing is, with those injuries too. Like even when you don't hurt yourself, like you catch yourself every time because you know, like you ever stepped off a curb or whatever, and you've rolled it, and you just you automatically you're like, oh my gosh. And then even then, when you're fine, like it's terrifying. But I mean, you got to think about he's almost seven feet tall. He's what easily two sixty. Yeah, there's a lot of weight on that frame. <sighs> Plus, he can't stay healthy anyway. No. Ugh. No. Ugh. Do you think they should trade him? That's been the new thing. I mean, he's so talented, but he's just not available. Yeah. And we, we debated this. Um, I think this was more last year. Part of it was because of Mike Connolly and his some of his injuries. Boyan Bogdanovich was dealing with a wrist deal. But that availability might start to be valued more than just ability. Right. And do you give a guy who gives you more games – more money and more opportunity than a talented, more talented player, but isn't in the game as much. The issue for the Lakers, I feel like, is going to be so all everything you said, completely agree with. The issue for the Lakers and what I think magnifies this is obviously, um, oh. No, no, we're not. Sorry. Uh, 9758 said, I love watching basketball players get their ankles broken. You're not talking about that kind of broken. No, no, no. Oh, no we're not, not talking about not that. taking their ankles. No. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Flashbacks of Gordon Hayward, and I was like, oh, no, oh, no. no. Um, the issue for the Lakers is obviously the reason they acquired Anthony Davis was he was supposed to, like, they were supposed to trade at some point. Like, LeBron was supposed to be able to fade away into, like, player B so he could. Per, you know, um, be the future. Yeah, yeah do well, the Anthony could be the one A option, and LeBron could extend his career, and that just never happened. And so, yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to do because if you're the Lakers, here's the deal: like LeBron's not going to stick around for a rebuild. I think personally, the Atlanta Hawks would make a lot of sense. They got a lot of young pieces, um, but but do we potentially see the Lakers who do not do well if they don't have stars? But not only just not only tear it down, but like tear it down. 
Yeah, I, that is. The Lakers had a bad period in the after Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, Very bad. It was it was ugly, and even some t- the tail end of his career, it, they made some weird roster moves. And, yep. And so they had this weird. It was about a five year period, five or six year period. It was just, it was not pretty. It was ugly, uh, and that did not sit well at all with that fan base, with that community, and with the NBA at large. Let's be honest. The NBA does better when its premier programs have talent. Yes. The Lakers are one of the NBA premier programs, so they need to be relevant. Even the Lakers are in the, what, seventh, eighth spot right now in the standings? Uh, I will find out for sure. That game last night still most likely got ratings because it was the Lakers. Yeah, They're in the ninth spot right now. They're ninth in the standings. They have a losing record. Yeah, they're two and a half games up on Portland, who's 10th, and four games up on the Pelicans, who would are the first team out of the play-in game. I mean, the, the Lakers cannot beat good teams in the Western Conference, except for the Utah Jazz. The only good team in the Western Conference who the Lakers have been able to defeat are the Utah Jazz. And in both games, the Jazz had leads that they squandered. They both had opportunities to win the game, take care of business, but didn't. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, after the game, admitted, says, in that fourth quarter, we were playing like we were up by 40. Casual, like like you said, like they've got it in the bag. My, I mean, I thought they did. My bad, Jazz. But this team just continues to struggle when games are on the line and they're tough. And, in fact, um, Tony Jones... In, on in the athletic today, I thought I printed it out. Must not have grabbed it, but um, basically pointing out that this Jazz team, one of the real things that, that this team lacks, is any like heart. There aren't any like enforcers on the team. Jay yeah, Crowder used to be that guy. You know, look at Golden State. Draymond Green is that guy. Yep. Um, I, I think you know, almost all of Memphis is that guy. <laughs> I mean, all of their starters, they've got those guys all over the place. Um, it, this this jazz team just doesn't seem to have that guy who's going to be the enforcer that, look, you don't don't mess with the, my star because I'll come after you. I will, I will try to fight you. That guy does not exist on the jazz roster. So, okay, different take on this. You tell me if you think I'm right or not. Um, is it possible, you know, so like Milwaukee to a certain extent is doing it a little bit this year and they've had injuries, but you know how like the teams, they come out gunning, right? And they either get what they get or they don't. And then I feel like the next year in the NBA, you see it a lot where they kind of take their foot off the gas because they know what it is. Do you get the feeling at all that the jazz, while look, I think they need to get as high a seat as possible are less motivated by success in the regular season because ultimately what does it matter? Cause they had such a great year last year and. Granted, don't get me wrong, injuries played a factor in it, but again, it didn't matter. They had such a great regular season, and ultimately it went the same place. Do you get that feeling at all? To some degree, I, I think I do, and I think that's been evident with um, limiting minutes for Mike Connolly, certainly on back-to-back games. Uh-huh. Uh, Rudy Gobert is currently on a minutes restriction. Uh, I think that they've been trying to be careful with, with injury situations because – they have this attitude, like, nobody celebrated us as regular season champions. Right. 
No one cared. Great, we got the number one seed. In the end, it didn't matter. And so I think the Jazz, as an organization, and not just the coach and some of the players, but as an organization, realizes we want to play well. We want to run our sets and develop good chemistry. But in the end, how we're playing in mid-April and May is what really matters the most. Everything else is just a lead-up and a ramp-up. Because that's kind of the feeling, a little bit of the feeling I get is, and injuries have played a part, they came out well, and then I think, and maybe not coincidentally, you know, Mitchell got the concussion, Gobert got hurt, Ingles got hurt, and then it seemed like right about that, they all got hurt about the same time, and then right about that time, they they were like, eh, all right, pump the brakes, let's just cruise for a little bit, we know we're going to get in. Um, Oh, nothing more evident than the Toronto game. They sent two different teams. One team of all the second string, third string guys went to Toronto. Right. And everybody else went to, who was it the next night? Detroit. Part of it was they didn't want anybody behind the border if somebody else tested positive with COVID. Yeah. But they basically have said, yeah, we're not going to risk too much. We know who we are, uh, what we need to do. If we lose a couple games here and there. Yeah. January was atrocious. And they still are a home court advantage team if the playoffs start today. Yeah. And they were still in the fourth spot. They only moved one spot. They went from three to four. Yeah, they're two as games. As bad as January yep. was. Yep. So I, I agree. I, I think they're in that mindset that um, the regular season's great. It's fine. But it's not really what's most important. But I think that there was, up until last night, kind of this developing feeling within the program like okay Rudy is back Don is back we got yes we lost Joe but we're figuring some things out we're getting back we're, we're January was was annoying we're gonna get back to who we are right the trade deadline is, is now gone and now we're gonna really just go out there and play jazz basketball and they run off six games six wins in a row and, oh, this is fun basketball jazz are taking care of business yeah and then Last night, they get complacent in the fourth quarter, and it comes back to bite them. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I still th- Last night, I used the word embarrassing to start with. I would say the same. Like, you got you got to win that game. I mean, while this attitude, I'm with you, and I think, I, you know, you kind of get it. I think it's one of those teams. The Jazz are coming across a team who's kind of learned their, their lumps a little bit. So, like, you know what? We'll cruise it at more even speed. Yeah, we're not going to get the two seed or whatever, but – trying to keep everybody healthy for when it matters and so you still you got to close that one out if especially you know you get everybody back it's lebron james it's the turnover machine that is russell westbrook and then a bunch of no-name <laughs> players that nobody wants yeah you and, and westbrook finish finished the game where he was whining about being on the bench in fourth quarter close games and I, you know, can we? But he plays. He plays well against. Look, him. I know, I know. Full court press. No one wants to ever bash LeBron James. It's hard. It's hard to justify any criticism of him. But man, it, it's not uncommon. Like I think everybody knew, right? In in uh, Miami, he didn't have any control because Phil or Phil Pat Riley is the dude, and they had the whole the whole release. The report came out right that he wanted to get rid of um, the coach, and Pat Riley was like, "Absolutely not. That's not going to happen." And Pat Riley was right, and they won two of four, and then LeBron left because, well, he set the pattern. He kind of destroyed the team, sort of. Wade was getting hurt, and he was like, all right, deuces. Um, But management started cutting some payroll, and then he went to Cleveland. They did the same thing. He built the team around him, and then, you know, the team 
it didn't work. Kyrie blew that one up, and LeBron was like, well, I'm not going to stick around for this, and he left again. <laughs> but, man, I'm not saying they would be that much better with Buddy Heald over Western Westbrook, but you wouldn't have a contract that was un- unmovable. You might have been able to save Caruso and or KCP for the team, which would have proven, proven role players next to LeBron. It, like, it's that, to me, feeds back into potentially the Lakers tearing this down because has the, the Lakers have gone almost completely out of their way to do everything except buy a billboard that says Lakers management says LeBron James wanted Westbrook, we didn't. Like, all the reports have come out to be like, this was his move. Yeah. We didn't want this one. He's a de facto GM. Yeah. Right? He, he put the team together. It's what he wanted. Guys he wanted. Guys he pursued. It's his team. So, you got to live or die by LeBron with this. And then just what I mean, I don't think I think it's just more in the light because the Lakers were quote unquote a championship favorite. Like I think Westbrook has been who he is before he ultimately left OKC. He's not a good shooter. He loves his triple double, but I mean, good gosh, what a way I think in public light to just have your I don't know if it's his legacy so to speak, but just his his value just crater more so than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's 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 been Crazy, a crazy athlete who could always succeed because of his athleticism and effort. And and, and effort, yes. Yeah. But now, like where he has to be able to score in different ways, he just he can't. He's that's not who he is or what he's been, and he's refused to adapt. He doesn't had to. Yeah, it just seems like I, I say this without trying to be a jerk about it, but it just seems like he's not a team player. You know what I mean? Like he was at his best when he was on a team that had no expectations because he could do whatever he wanted because he was the alpha dog. Like he did that in OKC, then he went to Houston, and that lasted for a year. And then James Harden, who I, I don't even know who you blame the most in this anymore, because James Harden quits his way out of a oh, team every fourteen yes. months. And then that didn't work. And then he went to Washington, and then nobody paid attention because it's Washington. And uh, look. Can we talk about a team that is just failing its its fan base? Like, I get it. It's hard to get a star player or a superstar player in the NBA. They better hope Bradley Beal doesn't be like, see ya, and decline the player option. They should. Look, you got to trade him. Like, see the writing on the wall. You got to trade him. You got to get something in return. Huge mistake on their behalf. Certainly back on the Jazz, I want to go back to this article from Tony Jones. And if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic, I – I feel for you, but there's good stuff there. So, But this is uh, some of the pieces of what he put together in the game recap of last night, kind of shedding a light on the Jazz and some structural issues that they still have to try to deal with. And he says, the, the talking about this lack of physicality from the Jazz, if a team just really gets into them and is physical with them and tries to be that annoying gnat, that the Jazz can't respond. If they're running their scheme and teams allow them to run their scheme, Jazz are fantastic. The best team in the NBA. But if you try to get physical with them, slow it down, get in their face, push them around a bit, they wilt. And they don't push back. And he continues, he says, that's the reason the Jazz this season have lost 11 games down the stretch where they've been down by three points or fewer with under two minutes to go in a game in 11 tries. So every time they're down by three or less in the last two minutes, they lose. It's really surprising because wouldn't you think like the the Jazz, I mean, I know the, the the new NBA offensive philosophy has forced a lot of teams to change. Like we've seen the Jazz change, right? They become one of the, the most 
crazy three-point shooting teams in the league. They get up a bunch of them. But like when you th- when I think Jazz, I feel like that should not be applicable to them. Like their identity should be a little bit gritty, a little bit grimy. That's what it used to be. Yeah. There was always an enforcer. There's always a dude on there that was a trash talker that would get in your face. They're missing Ingles. Now, they traded away Jay Crowder, and now we've lost Joe Ingles. Yeah. Who's that guy? Who's going to do that? That's a good question. They don't have that guy. Yeah, I don't know. Because Rudy Gobert, I mean, he whines and complains to the refs, but he's not like a an enforcer. No. No, not at all. No. I, yeah, I he's don't. an emotional guy. He's got heart and soul, and I love him for it, but he's not... He's not a guy that's going to go out and set the tone. No, I, I'm with you. Like it's, I don't think it's Royce. Mike Conley's revered, right, for his ability to not. Yeah, he's Mr. Nice. Guy. Yeah, not say anything he's not supposed to. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, Daniel House have to be that guy. Like Quinn Snyder needs to sit him down. Like, look, dude, here's your role on this team. Now that we've signed you the rest of the year, <laughs> this is the role you need to play. Trent Forrest. Look, you're going to clothesline a couple people. We need yeah. it. I mean, yeah, they just they don't. They it's don't a, have that guy that point. other teams take seriously. I think it's it's just like because ultimately, while we we had the discussion about the Jazz, I feel like taking their foot off the gas because they know that the regular season is not as important as the postseason. It's still not a good omen to not win close games because believe it or not, the postseason comes down to close games, and potentially the Jazz seem pretty set. They'll be locked into what the four or five matchup, so they may hopefully they get home court, but. In terms of seeding, that is supposed to be the closest in terms of matchup. And to be honest, for the Jazz, it would bother me a little bit because while I don't think uh, Luka is overall the offensive talent in terms of scoring that James Harden was, the Jazz' big bugaboo is when they have a player that is a transcendent talent. And there's no denying that Luka is a transcendent <laughs> talent. Yes, yes, very true, very true. So very frustrating on their last game going into the All-Star break that that's the last taste we have in our mouth. Until bit. they come back and uh, have another game late next week, um, yeah, fr- really, really frustrating for what we saw out of the Utah Jazz. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in on the Utah Jazz as they go into the All Star break, uh, and uh, what, what this team has to try to address after the All Star break to be a contender or even just to have to be a home court team. Uh, also, Major League Baseball labor talks took place. Were they productive or not? And um, interesting proposal to create an alternative super league for golf. Will the big players participate in this? How does it does it even make sense? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss that. And it's actually not a good day for golf. It's a revered clubhouse burning to the ground today. We'll update you on all that coming oh, up on sucks. the Full Court Press. Hey everyone, this is Ryan at My Mattress. I've been doing mattresses for about 24 years, and I remember a long time ago, one of the vendors came out with a tagline and it said, better sleep through science. I loved that idea, so I watched all these vendors. Two of them did it, Intellibed and Tempur-Pedic. We went after them hard, they're both in our store. Intellibed, it's gentle to the hip and shoulder, but lifts the lower back. Tempur-Pedic lets you conform into the bed. Better sleep through science in Telebed and Tempur-Pedic, only at my mattress. 
West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the Best of Northern Utah's Fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Chris Hammond with The Cater Shop has partnered with the Cash Valley Media Group and has had success using the radio. I would recommend radio as a relevant way to get the message out or you need to bring in a crowd. I know your days are busy, Chris. How would you rate the overall process of actually getting your commercials on the radio? Radio is very easy to use because of the ability to come in, record ads, and have those ads ready to roll by the next day. Helping you grow your business, Cash Valley Media Group. Helping your business grow. We've always enjoyed the results we get when we use the radio. The new year isn't the only thing we're celebrating here at Alpine Home Medical. This year marks our 25th anniversary, and we could be happier to serve you. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. If you haven't shopped with us, we'd love for you to make us your one-stop shop for any of your home medical needs. They're always changing, so please don't hesitate to stop by any of our 10 locations throughout Utah and southern Idaho. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Or online at alpinehomemedical.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions in all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and AJ Knight here on the Full Court Press. Uh, if you want to weigh in, 435-339-0321. 4260, uh, by the way. So the Jazz have a few guys that are super reliable, not injury prone. The only guy I worry about is Conley. Boyan is he's he is a tough dude. I mean, some of the injuries that he's had and continues to play through, he is a tough, tough dude. He's just not very vocal. Like I yeah. I wish that. Other guys would like follow his lead and learn from him. He's he's tough how he plays through injuries. He's just not an enforcer on the court. He's not. He's tough how he handles pain personally, right. but he's not like a tough guy on the court. Yeah, there's a distinction there. Missing Ingles. Need some of that Ingles multi-language trash talk <laughs> with an accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five three three eight. By the way, if you didn't get this one in, are there any firefighters out on the course? Signed, Oakland Hills Country Club. Manager. Oh, that's, yep. Yeah, big historic clubhouse in Michigan. Uh, Oakland, yeah, Oakland Hills on fire today. Feels like not a good omen for that Super League you keep teasing. Yeah, not not, not very good. Uh, other things that are not very good. Uh, look, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report. And 
basically spring training workouts were supposed to start today. Didn't happen. <sighs> Lockout continues. What, we're in our 78th day? 79th, something like that? Yeah, we're in, right at the beginning of December, right? So there, the two sides did meet today. There was a, a, a three-man uh, Major League Baseball delegation. Deputy Commissioner Dan uh, Halem was there. Um, but uh, there were players who were, who were there represented. Um, they're, they're upset that uh, there's lack of movement on the ownership side. And it's about this competitive balance tax. Uh, meanwhile, the league, they've got frustration because the union has, they've lacked any kind of a counteroffer on core economic issues facing the game. So this is like they're just playing chicken. Like it's, they've, we were talking off the air. Both sides have known the issues plaguing baseball yep. for years. Yep. And it's like once the World Series were done, they got together and it's like, oh, well, gosh, what they're proposing is just not going to work. We're going to have to sit this one out for a minute. Well, it's, so, okay, if I can backtrack just a smidge, because you and I are both Cubs fans, right? So, can we talk about the – so, one of the major issues is the luxury tax, and I think part of the issue is, like, it's been proven, if you're going to win a World Series, you're going to spend a bunch of money. That's just how yeah, it's going to go. Yeah. And there's a bunch of teams in baseball that are like, oh, man, we don't have any money. Like, Pittsburgh comes to mind, Tampa comes to mind, right? There's a bunch of teams like that. So one of the things that the baseball did a few years ago, right, to balance this out was they gave the, I don't know what they call it, but for lack of a better term, the small market compensation. So between round one and two, the small market teams get extra picks. Now, can I just point out, and you can say I'm biased, I'm a Cubs fan, but St. Louis is in that pool of teams that gets extra picks. They are consistently one of the best organizations. But it was one of those ways to, quote, balance out big market versus small market. And the problem, ultimately, being a Cubs fan, you see it come full circle here, is that the owners are the ones ruining the sport because it's not like magically baseball players were like, oh, man, I, I don't want to sign a $300 million contract. Like, that's where owners took it, and then that's the way free agency works. It just the next year is going to be more expensive than the year before. And what we've seen is in years past up until, what, last year maybe, the owners were like, oh, man, uh, checkbook's gone. Like, like that's yeah. how what's-his-face in San Diego, the shortstop, Machado, makes oh, it all right. the way to, what, January before he signs, despite the fact he was the number one free agent. And the owners are like, oh, well, no, there's no wink-wink, nudge-nudge agreement. Magically, the best free agent in the class just took forever to get signed, obviously. And then at the end of the day, they don't spend the money, and so – it's a boring product because the same teams win because they're the ones that are willing to spend the money. And then the they just – they don't – like baseball as a whole, every time I feel like they have a decision to make the right decision, they make the wrong decision. <laughs> like I hate yes. the change in the fact that a reliever has to pitch for three people before they leave. Like they're like, let's shorten the game. Okay, what should we do? Um – Okay, let's fundamentally change the strategy of the game as opposed to looking at any other options. Anytime baseball makes a decision to improve the product, they pick the wrong one and they make it worse. Uh, it, it has been really weird what's going on with Major League Baseball lately and how they're managing it. Uh, it it's From someone on the outside looking in, we, we see these players getting 10-year, $350 million, $400 yep. million dollar deals. And yep. We're like, oh my gosh, look at all the money in baseball. 
and you get a few players that get those deals, but then you have other guys that are good players but go forever in free agency before they're signed yep. and teams are late to sign them, making them sweat it out. Yep. Like, you may not get this deal. You're a good player, but we're not sure we're gonna get you're gonna get a deal. I mean look And so then you got some of the lower level players that are getting underpaid. Yep. And then there's a whole financial problem in the minor leagues as well. <laughs> it's it's really, really messed up. It I don't from from just an ownership standpoint, I don't understand why you would you would sign anybody to a ten year contract. Yep. Because Albert Pujols should be the big big poster on everybody's wall. Why not to sign a ten year contract? And, ev- to and some everybody guy? knew that deal was terrible the second he signed it. Yeah, it's like okay, he's going to give you a few good years. Yep. But what do you do in year five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten when he's dramatically declined as a player? And that's but you're still shelling out the cash. Yeah, and that's the problem. Is it's like it's not like I'm, and I'm sure the agent, right? The agent's job is to get as much for the player. So I'm sure, and I don't know who Pools' agent was, but he made his pitch for whatever it was. The ownership signed off it, and the problem is ownership's like. Well, we did it that time, but like we're not going to do it. Like that's how it is now. It's happened every almost every year. Somebody gets that deal. You make that agreement, and now that's the new standard. It's like watch it, like the quarterback thing, right? You can complain about it, but th- that's the way the market works. Is that each year it goes a little bit further? So the first person signed, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets five hundred million dollars over ten years. Then Allen gets it, and then Dak gets it. So now all the other ones are going to get it because you set the new floor. And then the ownership's like, well, no, we're not going to do that anymore. It's getting too expensive. And that's not like, how it okay, works. Okay, I'll go somewhere else. And the problem is, is that like th- that's what's so stupid is that all of these, all of these leagues, the major leagues, right? The way the salary cap works is the the organization itself, MLB, NFL, whatever, sets the salary cap, and there's a, there's an ex- there's a big sack of cash. They say, here you go. This is from the TV deal. Everything. This is to run your operations. And in baseball, it's notorious. Like Pittsburgh's like. Oh, thanks for that. Ah, guys, we can't get anybody to show up, so we got to run like a AAA team. The Cubs are a prime example. They're not. They're one of the major market teams. They signed you, Darvish, late. He's another one of those free agents that was one of the top free agents, and then magically everyone's like, ah, ah, oh, ah, I left my wallet in my other yeah, pants. Sorry, I can't sign you. Then the Cubs sign him for cheaper than he should have gone for. Whatever. I mean, you get a bargain, you get a bargain. I'm a Cubs fan, so I was happy about it. And then the Cubs trade him the next year after he was a Cy Young <laughs> candidate. But they tell everyone, we're trying to compete. Wink. We're going for a World Series. Wink, and then they tear it down that yeah, summer. They have a fire sale. But yeah. then baseball's problem too is they don't lower the ticket prices. Like, don't get me wrong, NFL tickets are outrageous. I'm good with that. But you don't have teams there that you're like, wow, this is the Pittsburgh Pirates of the NFL. There's no, there's no team that qualifies that. There's terribly run teams, but it's not teams that are actively being run terribly. And all of baseball, almost all of baseball is like, well, we don't have enough money. We can't. Oh no, it's too expensive. Well, and then you have other issues in play like in Chicago, where the ownership there makes a lot of bad decisions and gets steep in debt. Because of stuff that's going on with the uh, the, the field, yeah, it's not even baseball related. And, yeah, and so they're spending all their money on other things, and then like, oh, well, we don't have any money left over for players, so we realize we're deep in debt. We can't play the pay the players we have. So see you later, Bryant. Mm-hmm. See you later, everybody else. It was part of this great uh, run that we had. Yep. Um, good luck being successful somewhere else because yep. we can't pay you anymore. Nope. Uh, 9315 on their Guild Mortgage text line. What sport has had the most lockouts in the past 20 years? I bet it's baseball. So I looked this up. 
Good gosh. So it says notable lockouts. Just a quick Google entry. It's not the most, but it says the notable lockouts. 1972 Major League Baseball. 1981 Major League Baseball. 1982 NFL. 1987 NFL. 1945 to 95 NHL. 1994 to 95 Major League Baseball. 1998 to 99 lockout for the NBA. In 2004, 2005 NHL. And then 2012, the referee lockout for the NFL. But, uh, you know, that wasn't the most. That was just the notable ones. And most of them were baseball. Yeah, it, it seems to me that there are there's consistently more strife between owners and players in baseball than any other professional sport. Uh, Jeff Passan uh, today reporting on this 15-minute meeting. Seems like (laughs) when they do get together, it's like you barely have time to down a a cold soda before the meeting's over. Uh, But Jeff Passan giving an update on some of the issues at play here with the owners and the players, and one of them is arbitration. The Major League Baseball Players Association presented really one main economic item. They've been standing firm on arbitration for players after two years. Currently, it's at three years, and they came off of arbitration for all players and are requesting it for 80%. At the same time, the bonus pool for pre-arbitration players that they've been negotiating, they actually raised the number on that. So, it, it's the the owners, they, they're they not guiltless, as we're, we've pointed out. But the players are also making it difficult, too. They're not, they're just like, we don't like this system. And the owner's like, okay, give us an alternative. Right. This is what we want to do. Yeah. Like, we've discussed... We've laid out our plans. Here's what we propose. And the players are just like, ah, we don't like it. They're just throwing up their hands. It's like, well, give us an alternative. Make a counter proposal. It's, it's not good. I'm sure baseball at some point this year will get going. They'll come up with something. They'll probably kick the can down the road, to be honest. But just baseball was already the it was the third biggest major of the four right baseball football hockey and basketball it's behind both college basketball and college football as well i don't know that hockey will ever overtake it but i mean that like what blows my mind right when baseball doesn't want to do something what do they say we've got the tradition we we it's a tradition it's america's pastime we don't want to fundamentally alter that except when we fundamentally alter that then it's okay because we made that decision <laughs> Like, they finally agreed to DH, and I've heard you talk about it, and my dad's the same way. I get it. The NL and the, the pitcher and all that. But, like, can we talk about how insane it is to have a major sport, and there are two different fundamental rules that change the game in that league? It's like like having the NFL where, like, the AFC gets a quarterback, and, an, like, they get to play with 12 players on the field, and the NFC, they don't because it's that's how the league started. There's, like, the four pass doesn't get to exist. Like, it's ridiculous <laughs> that's a good point. that there are two fundamental differences because of one rule in the same game. And, like, the World Series is nuts to me because, like, you go back and forth, right? So you get the NL game at the NL sites, and then you get the AL game at the AL sites. So, like, it's two different games going on. It's nuts. That is insane to me. Uh, that's true. That is very, very true. And it's all uh, managed and under the same direction, and they all play for the same title. And then, like, what this year they were like, okay, instead of doubleheaders at nine days, we're doing them at seven. But we're not going to call them complete games, even though one happened. And then they were like, oh, yeah, that's not really baseball anymore. Like, that's 
okay, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. I was like, what did you – in extra innings, we're going to put a dude on second base. It's like football, when they go to overtime, we're going to let someone get a running head start, and then we're going to hike the ball. Like, it, it doesn't – all the decisions they make don't make any sense. How about this? Don't let umps run the game. No, but there's not Let's a single robots. fan. Let's do robots. Right? But there's not a single fan who watches an ump get all uppity and eject Bryce Harper because he won't stand in the batter's box for two seconds. There's no fan who went, yeah, that made the game better. The star's gone. That has never happened. <laughs> AJ's getting fired up. That's good. I love it. Uh, let's hear from, let's hear from more from uh, Jeff Passan uh, about um, and one of the other issues here also about uh, losing paychecks now. You know, when we get into uh, spring training and it really starts to affect oh, that's yeah. their their pocketbook and uh, it's starting to the, the financial pain will start to be felt by the players. I've been covering baseball for about 20 years now, and I, before this, had never seen a labor stoppage. Uh, I also have never seen players come together as much as they have right now. And the question is not how together are they right now. It's how together are they if opening day is missed, if they start losing paychecks, mm. and are there going to be any cracks in the union? Mm. Classic owner's tactic, right? Like yep. you talk about that's the, this is all playing of them, chicken. All of them do it. The NBA, they did it. The NFL, they did it. At some point, they're going to miss the checks more than we are because we begin with a B and they are just in an M. Yes. <sighs> uh, by the way, so now that we're leaving baseball, um, oh, well, 9315 said, Why would you hang out of the past? Look at how the NFL's bracing it with the Nickelodeon thing. Now, wonder, base, no wonder baseball's going backwards. The NFL is. Embracing it with the Nickelodeon thing? Yeah, so two straight that. years they've done the uh, – by the way, I enjoy that doing it. So two straight years in the opening wild card weekend, they've had a playoff game on Nickelodeon. Okay. And they, they'll have like they have the silly graphics and they make the net look like SpongeBob and stuff like that. It's oh. I think it's really funny, but the commentary is really annoying because they have to have – like they, they have football players like uh, Burleson did it this year, but they have – some other guy, I don't know who he is, and then a girl that's, I'm assuming, a star per face for Nickelodeon, and her role is to pretend like, or I guess actually not know football whatsoever, so they constantly explain it, which makes sense because it's an audience that not normally has football, but it's so annoying because like she'll say things. They had the Dallas 49ers game this year, and she was like, all the fans here are really excited for the Cowboys. I'm like, it's in Dallas. Of course they are. It's a home <laughs> game. That's the point. It's kind of obvious. It's annoying. Uh, but five three three eight said I don't know if we're leaving baseball yet. Did someone just fall off the platform? I didn't notice. Signed Matt Stafford. Oh, also at least we got our sprinkler system inspection in yesterday. Signed Oakland Hills Country Club manager. Oh no. Okay, look, <laughs> okay. look. Stop, stop attacking the tradition. Like we're already, we're already lambasting baseball right now. Uh it's good. It's good. Uh, the, the the labor disputes continue. There was a brief meeting today. Uh, I guess they are expected to meet tomorrow. Um, Ten minutes tops. <laughs> maybe 20. I don't know. It's like breaking a record. Uh, 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 but apparently um, the, the the Deputy Commissioner Dan, is it Hallam or Halem? I don't know how to pronounce his know. last name. First he guess and, and head union negotiator Bruce Meyer, they did hold a little 20-minute side conversation after the after the meeting. And uh, described as unusually candid. So I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. 
But that, that doesn't um, feel like a good sign of negotiations, right? That it's unusually un- open, basically. Unusually candid. Yeah, we were unusually honest with each other. That doesn't feel. That doesn't feel like a good thing. Uh, yeah, but uh, I guess a proposal is expected on Friday, discussing some of these non-core economic issues. But um, uh, again, we'll we'll see if this makes any headway because we're we're now getting into the point where these. Players should be starting to report and getting ready for spring training. Well, the, the problem is, and you you know, you're probably out of like AJ, me, everybody that's been on the full court press, probably the biggest baseball fan. And the problem is, is that when like the way sports have gone now, it's one of the big changes, even before social media, but especially in the age of social media, is that there's not really in much of an off season anymore. And I think the smart leagues have done a good job, like maximizing that. Right, like the NFL. There's the combine, and there's free agency, and there's the draft, and so like that's March and April and May and June, and then you know there's training camp, which I don't care for, but there's all these events, right? So that you don't they try to keep it in the conversation, not fu- right? Yeah. And so basketball, a little bit about a little bit like that. You got kind of free agency, you got the draft, the lottery, all the same stuff. So baseball's time to really operate, sort of in its brief moment, is the summer, especially once baseball or basketball ends. And they keep this. They did the same thing the COVID year. They could have been the only sport on when everyone was stuck at home, and they had such eyes glued to it, and maybe grow a fan base. And they're going to do it again. They're already behind, and, and everybody's just ah, baseball's not here. Eh, well, who cares? Oh man, what's going on in the NFL free agency? Like, Let's go see what's going on in Saudi golf. <laughs> I mean, they have an opportunity to own the summer when others other sports are down and. The ramp up is so far failing. So Big time. Not working out great. Uh, another quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your thoughts, your reactions. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. Don't know about you, but I adore my dog, Winston. However, I don't adore the occasional accident. This is Dow with ChemDry of Northern Utah. With ChemDry's specially formulated pet urine removal treatment, we'll help take care of those unsightly pet stains and odors. Even severely damaged carpets can be saved with ChemDry's revolutionary methods. Pets are part of the family too, so until we can learn to potty train them, calling us is the next best option. ChemDry of Northern Utah's pet urine removal treatment. ChemDry of Northern Utah, ChemDry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. By George! Daryl's Appliance present day sale is a great time to buy appliances. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Get the lowest price on Whirlpool, Maytag, and GE appliances and save an extra 10% on scratch and dent appliances. Interest-free financing available. Stop in to check out the presidential savings in the store on Whirlpool and KitchenAid appliances. Hurry, this sale ends soon. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Are you getting ready to retire but your spouse isn't 65 yet? We can help. We focus on health insurance so we can provide you the best possible service and information. Come the third Thursday, February 17th at 7 p.m. to our free seminar. We'll empower you with the information you need to make confident decisions. Come see us at LSS Insurance the third Thursday, February 17th at 7 p.m. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Getting engaged? For more than a century, S.C. Needham Jewelers has been selling diamond engagement rings. 
For five generations, we've been selling natural diamonds. Now making history, we're excited to introduce lab-grown diamonds to our selection. These are beautifully cut diamonds and are man-made. They do save you money. Come examine these new diamonds, then select the perfect ring. You'll get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Napa Auto Parts sponsors the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment. And uh, Napa Auto Parts, they've got Napa know-how at their five locally owned locations from Preston to Providence. They've always got the best prices, and they've always got the best parts. So labor negotiations, they're they're going in spurts. Like, they're more like spits. I mean, I don't know. They're just very brief conversations my father would say they're moving with all the momentum of a runaway snail <laughs> yeah. I mean, 15 minutes here 10 minutes there that's of course how you solve major issues like fundamental like financial issues of a major sport is 15 minutes yeah, at a 15 time. minutes we can really get to the bottom of things and make real progress i hope you have a powerpoint presentation or something 10 minutes at a time 9315 said, will lockout help you hit more home runs, or should they just go back to the needle in the arm for juice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. good. Yeah, that's good. No, it doesn't help uh, you hit more home runs. But like this, the, the, the game was starting to develop some exciting up-and-coming stars. Yep. And then we had the cheating scandal with the Astros. And it kind yep. of boiled over to the Red Sox a little bit. <laughs> and all of nothing happened. Yeah, right. And then no players are punished magically. And so it's like, how how seriously are we going to take like the integrity of the game? Like if, if people can get away with this stuff, then without consequence. Well, and the steroids are a prime example too, right? It's been proven. Baseball not only knew that, they encouraged that. And then it got found out, and then base was like, no, no, no Hall of Famers in that were definitely positive juicers, even though we told them to do it. Like, that's what the whole point of the long gone summer was, right? That that home run chase put baseball into a new light, and it was a great. I remember it, too, because I was a Cubs fan also, and it was great and all that. And then they were like, oh, steroids are bad. Oh, man, Texas Rangers, stop with the bowl of HGH and stuff. Like, we definitely didn't see that. Get that out of here. Go away. <laughs> Pretend I don't see it. You monkey, you know, just cover your eyes. Yeah. And, like, I like defensive battles in most sports or whatever, but then baseball's like, man, people like the home runs. What should we do? Change it so there's less home runs. That's what we need. Let's make it harder yeah. to get home runs. Again, every decision that let's, baseball faces, they make the wrong one. Let's uh, let, let's do things to not encourage the long ball. <sighs> we'll, we'll build these fancy new stadiums. We'll, we'll renovate them to try and encourage home runs. And then let's fin- fundamentally change some things to make it harder to hit <laughs> Everybody wants to see a strikeout. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, so, the, look, the spring training officially delayed actually earlier this week. Uh, the first day they were supposed to report was on the 15th. Um, they didn't Major League Baseball and Players Union, they did meet for about 15 minutes today. Yes. Um, but the, the head of the both sides were candidly, unusually candid with each other afterwards. Yeah, well, I'm going back. I've got a timeline of events. On February 10th, Rob Manfred vows good faith proposal in next meeting. And that meeting took all of 15 minutes. I think that shows how much good faith was in That's it. That's a lot of faith. Not really great. <sighs> so, it uh, doesn't look like baseball is going to start on time. No. They've still got some fundamental issues that they just and don't want to address. That's the issue, too, right? they got to solve all their issues now. Now they're going to figure out a truncated season. Yeah, good luck just with that. something else. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last February, Tiger Woods was involved in a devastating car accident. Many people questioned if we would ever see him play golf again. But yesterday, Tiger announced he plans on returning to competitive golf. It'll take some time. Woods says he isn't fully comfortable with his long irons, and at times, it can be difficult for him to walk the course. That's made a full-time comeback improbable. Tiger says he'll never play a full schedule again on tour. And while that may disappoint some fans, this should really be great news. Tiger's been through a lot. He also has nothing left to prove. He has 15 majors. For most athletes, that could have made retirement a really strong option here. So even if we only see Tiger Woods in a few events each year, we should consider ourselves lucky. Because it was just around a year ago at this time, there was a real possibility that we would never see Tiger Woods play golf again. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I, I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and get that Sprinter. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174. If you're looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 228.22. Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A gate mouth tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio. KLGN Logan. 1069 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan.
here's what you need to know. Programming note, FS1 has tonight's NASCAR dual races at Daytona, which helps set the starting lineup for this weekend. The NASCAR season officially starts this Sunday with the Daytona 500 on Fox TV. Five NBA games tonight as we get close to All-Star break. Miami, second place in the East now, plays at Charlotte momentarily. Brooklyn has a home game in a half an hour hosting Washington. The late game, the Clippers will host a Houston team that's lost six in a row and has a record of 15-42. and 42. Suns guard Chris Paul had an MRI on his injured hand. No further update. The NBA All-Star game is Sunday night in Cleveland. U.S. women's soccer opens its She Believes Cup tonight in L.A. against the Czech Republic. In college hoops on FS1, number 13 UCLA will host Washington State at 11 p.m. Eastern time. At the Winter Olympics, the women's figure skating gold went to Russia's Anna Sherbakova and this week's PGA Stewart Top first round continuing in L.A. I'm Steve Sager. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes a move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson here with you on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, being part of the program today on our Guild Mortgage text line. Active in the first hour, talking about baseball and lockouts. Also talking about the Utah Jazz after an embarrassing collapse in the fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell admitting after the game that they were playing like they were up by 40 when they were only up by 10. And started to have uh, miscommunication and lack of effort on some key defensive moments. Giving life to the LA Lakers, which is those are words from Quinn Snyder that we gave them life. Uh, And once again, the Utah Jazz get burned by a team going small ball on them and still unable to figure it out and how to adjust and punish teams for going small with Rudy Gobert on the court. So Donovan Mitchell had a great game for the Jazz last night. Uh, He looked fantastic, like his old self, uh, like a a player we haven't seen in a little while. Uh, He was playing great uh, offensively. He scored 37 points, four steals, five assists, three boards. Like The guy was doing a ton of stuff for the team, but didn't really get a lot of help. Bogey with 15 points, Royce with 10, but Royce had a couple of turnovers late that just were really costly, had an opportunity to take a wide-open look and didn't, and just, I mean... The guy's scoring a little bit more now than he was a few weeks ago, but still, man, only five points out of Rudy Gobert, 
He did have 11 boards and three blocks, but when they didn't have a center in the game, Rudy wasn't able to punish the opposing defense. Um, Mike Connolly struggled with his shot, only six points out of Connolly. He did dish five assists, grab a couple of four rebounds, but he got into foul trouble. Um, it, Whiteside's had some great games for the Jazz coming off the bench, but he was a little bit quieter, seven points, eight boards, but he was a plus 20 in contrast to Rudy Gobert's minus 27. Now, they didn't have um, Rudy Gay available. I wonder You have to wonder how much that would have played a factor if the Jazz wanted to go small and uh, kind of match what the Lakers were trying to do. But they've uh, this deep into this continued stretch of teams that go small and just go physical on the Jazz and they don't punish teams and they haven't figured out how to take care of it. Oh, it's just baffling. Uh, this 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 is on coaching. This is on Coach Quinn Snyder that this team still hasn't figured out how to make this adjustment. Uh, Guild Morgan's text line's open if you want to weigh in. Agree or disagree, uh, 6789. I'm just here to say jazz in four again. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> a text we got earlier in the week. Yeah, thank you. Six seven eight nine uh, nine three one five. I thought the Aggies were having a rough basketball year. Then I watched the Jazz. Uh, look, the Jazz—they were on pace. They were doing fine offensively. Uh, well, they were doing good def- defensively for most of the game. Just had had that stretch in the fourth quarter that got away from them. Unfortunately, at the wrong time. Couldn't make the right stops. Gave them life. Gave LeBron breathing room. Um, after Anthony Davis went down, other guys started to step up a little bit. But Don, Donovan Mitchell just didn't have much help and can't do that. Especially, gosh, this is national TV, ESPN. You've won six in a row, trying to build back some momentum and confidence going into the uh, all-star break, and then you let that happen. And now everything's about, oh, look at LeBron and look at how he brought his team back and how he never says, says die. And Westbrook played critical minutes late in the game and he wasn't on the bench. I mean, it should be about Donovan Mitchell in the game that he had, but it's not because they had a collapse again. So frustrating for the Utah Jazz. Uh, so, I don't know. This reset, take a break here during the All-Star uh, week here. They uh, won't be on the court again until the uh, Dallas Mavericks come to town. And that would be a week from today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, February 25th. So no, it's a week from tomorrow. So it's a big break for the Jazz. And man, I hope they they have to take advantage of it. Go take... So somewhere tropical, I don't know, get together with your family, collect yourself, reset mentally, and figure out how you're going to get back into this to be a competitive team in the uh, in the Western Conference especially. Because when they come back, they host the Mavericks, which are starting to play better. Uh, they go to Phoenix. And look, there is some question about Chris Paul. He it re-injured his thumb last night. Got two T's because he's complaining to the ref about it, and then he bumps him. Which, honestly, the ref, look, Chris Paul was standing there on the court, and the ref kind of turned 
because he wasn't facing Chris Paul and he's turning around and just takes a step back and bumps into Paul and, oh, you bumped me. Technical, you're out. Chris Paul didn't really plead his case or apologize or anything, but that was a little weird. But the, the bottom line here is that Chris Paul hurt his thumb. They're not really reporting too much on it as of yet. He was supposed to be getting it looked at. Um, don't know. He may not participate in the All-Star game because of that. Don't know how serious it is, but he has had problems with his thumbs before. Um, but the, the, the Jazz are on the road after that Dallas game at Phoenix, at Houston, at New Orleans, at Oklahoma City, at Dallas before they come back to, to host Portland. So look, there's not a lot of breaks there. And that game at Phoenix, by the way, 1.30 on Sunday afternoon on ABC. That is a premier game. So i see what this Jazz team could do to try to figure themselves out and, and improve with uh, being more consistent. Uh, 4781 on the Guild Mortgage text line. That game was influenced by the crappy refs. Called the foul on Royce when LeBron fouled him. And then they called it an inadvertent whistle. What kind of call is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, referees, and that's that's going to be a topic for tomorrow's show. I, I've got some stuff. We're going we're gonna to go into that. More on the college level, but it's been, yeah, there's been some real questionable stuff going on. In, in basketball it, at a lot of levels. But, yeah, an inadvertent whistle, come on. Uh, 6294, I've said it again and again. For everything Rudy is, he is not going to punish other teams with his offense. He's put He has putbacks and dunks. He has no offense without assists from his teammates. That's why he could do anything, could do anything with Davis or could not do anything with Davis out. Uh, you're right. I agree. It is. It, they can't. The Jazz just can't fundamentally toss the ball down to Rudy at the free throw line and let him go to work. Like Carl Anthony Towns, yes, you can do that. Joel Embiid, absolutely. Nikola Jokic, yep. Rudy Gobert, mm, no. He's tried to develop a little bit of an offense, a drop step, a few things, but it's it just. Not consistent. He's not confident enough. He doesn't do enough of that. He has improved. He does score more. He is scoring more points this year than he did a year ago. I think he gained a lot of confidence in his offensive game during the Olympics last summer, and uh, it really was a key component to get that French team to the championship, to the gold medal game. And that was spilling over into the season. But you're right. He does not have a couple of moves in that low post you just throw the ball up high, let him get it because there's going to be a smaller player on him, and let him go to work. He just doesn't have that set. And so that's why teams go small and it doesn't bother them where the Jazz should be totally punishing them. Like, you're going to go small on Rudy? He's going to feast on all your small guys out there. But he doesn't. And that just... It blows my mind. We're this deep into Rudy Gobert on this lineup with this coaching staff, and these problems continue to exist and are not addressed and don't find ways to get around it. And uh, really, really frustrating. I mean, this 
some of the defensive lapses in the second half, just not having that care factor, that dig in factor, the the will. And that's, I mean, Tony Jones, I've referenced it multiple times today, but the Tony Jones article on The Athletic is spot on. Absolutely worth the read. Uh, some of his the key po- components here. says, if the Jazz are playing a game where an opponent makes that particular game about will instead of scheme, they are an ordinary team and one that can be beaten by almost anyone on that given night. And that couldn't be more true. The Jazz just don't have that physicality. They don't have that, we're going to overpower you. You make it tough on us. We're going to make it tough on you. They just haven't been able to figure that out. If a team turns up their intensity, they dial it up on the Jazz, they just don't have that other gear to match it. There's too many other good teams in the uh, in the NBA. Certainly, those ahead of them that they will likely have to play face in the uh, in the playoffs, who have those kind of guys, who have teams and coaches with that mentality. Phoenix got a, has they've got a couple of guys that can do that. Golden State certainly does. Memphis has them all over their roster. Does Dallas? Uh, I don't know about Dallas. Denver, yeah. Minnesota, they've proven they, they'll go toe-to-toe with the Jazz and make it tough with, with them. The Clippers got some injuries that they're dealing with, but we know what happened last year in the playoffs with them. The Lakers have proven that they have a stronger will against the Jazz than the two times they faced each other so far this year. So... Uh, at this point of the season, the uh, trade deadline has come and gone. They, they didn't get a guy that's going to be a gritty defender out there and make it tough for opponents. They got a guy who can score in spurts, but he's not a gritty defender that's going to stand up to oppo- opponents. Maybe they get somebody on the buyout market, but who's going to do that? Who's available? Four 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 six. Why don't we talk about other players on the Jazz being better defensively? We always focus on Gobert being bad def- uh, offensively. We have the best defensive player in the league. Give him a break on offense. Maybe, but in this league, I mean, you got to be able to impact the game both ways. Like Royce, Royce O'Neal. My fandom of of Royce is declining. Because here was a guy who was defending the, the best perimeter player, the, really the, one of the best players the, from the opposing team, period. And so it would give him a pass on not being able to score quite as much. But he's become an offensive liability. You have to be able to do something and help you the offense. And I'm not saying that Rudy doesn't help the offense because his screen assists are huge. AJ laughs at me, but when I bring up screen assists, but that is absolutely a huge part of what the Jazz offensive scheme is built around and how it works. He sets a screen, gets a guy open, and he either they get him on the roll or they get him the guy gets loose for a, a clean look at the hoop. But look, Rudy, he they he's got to develop something where they can toss a ball down to him and let him go to work, and he just doesn't have that. So he does rely on it has to be a lob or it has to be a putback. Royce needs to be better offensively. Donovan needs to be better defensively. 
So there, there are some warts on this team. Some things that they do over overshadow them, and you can get around it because of just how potent they can be offensively. But if you're going to grind it out and make it tough for that scheme to work, the Jazz struggle to match that. Uh, four seven eight one. When Royce passed the ball last night instead of shooting, showed that he isn't reliable in the clutch moments. Put in Clarkson over Royce. That that's just the thing about the other thing about this team is in the clutch they just have not they've just not been there. And that was the other point of of Tony Jones' article uh, talking about teams that like if it's a close game, teams get gritty and it's tough. It's physical. The the scheme may not be flowing quite like it normally should. And the Jazz have lost 11 games when they've been down by three points or fewer with under two minutes to go. So they're 0 for 11 in games that are when they're down by three or fewer with two minutes to go. They haven't figured out, been able to dial it in to close out a game or be, uh, be able to close it in the clutch. So, I think Donovan Mitchell needs to take that next step. But the things that also kind of bother me is that when the scheme is working, all of a sudden when it gets in the clutch, they go away from that and go hero ball. Like, I'm going to do it by myself and go one on five. So, you have to have guys that can get a bucket when you need it. Jordan Clarkson can be that guy. But is he going to defend at the same level as Royce? Will he turn the ball over and pass it instead? I don't know. But I really hope that Quinn, his coaching staff, they they watch. A, I hope they watch a lot of tape, a ton of tape this All-Star break, and do a lot of self-evaluation. Like, what can we do to be better? How do we fix our problems here? Is... Eric Pascal, the, the 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 issue. Can we make him uh, put him in these these smaller lineups? Can it be Rudy Gay? Is he really is he the answer? You just got to keep keep him healthy. I don't know. Four seven eight one. Get Bogey the ball on the perimeter in the clutch more often. It would help. His three at the at the end last night showed that. That's true. I mean that that guy can hit big shots, and he. He kept giving the Jazz chances in those final seconds. But it shouldn't come to that. That's probably just it shouldn't have come to that. Ah, so frustrating. Uh, the NBA schedule tonight, there are uh, a few games. One's going on right now. There's a couple more games on the schedule uh, this evening. And then it's, all, it's uh, off for the All-Star game. And so no games uh, after... Uh, after tomorrow, um, everybody's off because the All-Star festivities will begin on on Sunday. Um, uh, excuse me, on Saturday is when the festivities begin, and then the All-Star game will be on Sunday in Cleveland. Uh, and then another brief you know, couple days off, and teams get back together and start playing again on the schedule on Thursday. Jazz don't have their next game until Friday in Salt Lake City, with the Dallas Mavericks. And by the way, speaking of that game, if you have plans to go to that game, uh, you don't have to show a vaccine card anymore or proof of uh, a negative test. That's going away. 
So you just go to the game and go right in. You don't have to be delayed on the outside. You have to dig through your wallet to find the card and show one group of people what you have to do to get in and then go to another set of doors and go through the metal detectors and go through another group of people to prove that you can get in. It's like a double way of having to have to get into the game. And it's really slow. Slows things down. But it uh, looks like that's going away for the Utah Jazz and Vivint Arena. Uh, all right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, interesting move going on in golf. So uh, there's a, a Saudi government, basically. Uh, they've got some big fund set aside, like worth $500 billion, and they are, uh, they're, they're going to use it to try to develop like an alternative professional golf tour and go up against the PGA. Phil Mickelson, he's like, okay, I, I'm in. We need to, if, if nothing else, put pressure on the PGA to change some of their rules, how they're handling things, how they're running things, how they're handling media rights with players. But um, is this going to be a real thing? Or is it kind of like, you know, these other groups that have tried to pop up to create alternatives to the NFL and things like that may sound good, but it's just, it's fate is already known. It's just, it won't work because the established sport is just already too well-known, too powerful to really change it. So we'll get into that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now, look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done, and either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, I, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. 
Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the full court press. Eric Franson with you here on a Thursday Love the texts coming through today on the Guild Mortgage text line. Feel free to add more to it if you want to agree, disagree. Uh, we're talking about the Utah Jazz. Last hour we were talking about Major League Baseball. Uh, let's get into some golf as well. We'll get into some uh, a lot of other things on the schedule today. 435-339-0321. I will also hear about some other things going on in the Mountain West this week, but before we do that, just want to remind you about Mountain West Motor. Um, they are uh, the new newest dealership, truck and SUV dealership in Logan, located at six fifteen North Main. They've uh, remodeled the building, put a new coat of paint on it, dressed it up, looks awesome, and they've got a great selection of trucks and SUVs. They're really interesting inventory, very uh, varied. Uh, what they have on the lot, and they're specially customized for your next adventure. So whether it's hauling trailers, hauling kids, uh, roaming the mountains, go to Mountain West Motor. They've got a unique selection of vehicles for you. Uh, visit them in person at 615 North Main in Logan, or you can even log on and do it in your pajamas at home. MWMotor.com. That's MW as in Mountain West Motor. Com. So, um, Phil Mickelson, he's never been one to uh, be shy about sharing his opinion. And you know, a very decorated golfer, uh, he's a trash talker. He, he makes the sport fun, right? It's, it's good to have a personality like that. Because golf, normally known as kind of a stuffy sport. But Phil Mickelson has made it a little bit more colorful. Uh, now, he's out... Uh, there's a a, a, a book uh, that's out and uh, it's been shared. Uh, it's the, the book called Phil, the Rip Roaring and Unauthorized Biography of Golf's Most Colorful Superstar. So it was author is Alan uh, Shipnuck and a lot of interesting, very interesting quotes coming out here. But this uh, interview took place back in November. But now that it's coming to light, it's coming at a time where it's an interesting, I guess, situation with the, uh, the, the PGA Tour because there's a, uh, a, an effort underway to create an alternative professional golf tour. And it's being funded by some very questionable sources, but the money's going to be there. And it's uh it's going to be available, but the the money is coming from Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. It's the nation's sovereign wealth 
fund and has an estimated net worth of $500 billion. And they've put together, they have a proposed Super Golf League, or SGL. Uh, it's already part of the, uh, the Asian tour. And uh, apparently, this author, uh, Shipnuck, uh, tweeted out that about 20 players uh, are already committing to participate in this tour. The new league is being fronted by Greg Norman. It's got some notable names, but um, it, it, it's coming with some controversy. As Phil Mickelson himself admits, Saudi Arabia has human rights violations as a government. Um, there's been some uh, watchdog groups have, have given the Saudi government bad grades on a lot of different things. Uh, they... They basically tortured and dismantled a, 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 a reporter that they didn't like. I mean, it's it's some pretty messed up stuff that they've they've done in their history, and not that long ago. But Phil Mickelson's still throwing in with these guys to create change. Now, part of the thing is that um, what's being proposed there would be this new circuit. It would include approximately 14 events in Asia, Europe, the Middle East, and even some in the United States. And they're, they're trying to involve uh, like a team format with 40-player uh, fields. There'd be no cuts, and there'd be $20 million purses. They're, they're ready to throw down some real serious money to make this work. And... Um, so there's an unnamed player who wanted to remain anonymous that said that it's Phil Mickelson was obviously going to be involved with this, but others like Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, some pretty serious names here. But Justin Thomas, he's the eighth-ranked golfer in the world right now, and he, he just called it petty, um, e egotistical, <laughs> just uh, kind of a normal run-of-the-mill stuff that you get from Phil. Uh, quote, I don't know. It's like he's done a lot of great things for the PGA Tour. It's a big reason it is where it is. But him and others that are very adamant about the SGL, if they're that passionate, go ahead. I don't think anybody's stopping them. Well, that may not be totally accurate because uh, PGA has basically come out and said, Look, if you do participate in that, then... You uh, uh, you would be immediately suspended from the PGA Tour, and possibly permanently banned from returning. Is that a little harsh? I mean, you're going to ban them from returning. Not going to give them a shot at going out and have an opportunity to make more money. Like if you leave the NFL to go play in the what, American Football League or whatever they called it? The Alliance of American Football? I don't remember what they called that league. The XFL? I mean, it's silly to leave the NFL for that purpose. But what if they had some serious money behind the XFL? And to really get it jump-started, they went after the premier players and gave them a lot more guaranteed money to, uh, to gain some traction. Will the NFL say, 
you're banned, you can never come back? That, that seems a little harsh. Uh, I don't know how you can hold that up and make it last. But uh, uh, interesting move here. Um, but look, there's other examples in sports. It's probably most notable in the NFL where others have tried to create alternatives and every single time they have fallen flat on their face. Is 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 this going to be any different? Is the PGA that strong, that strong of a brand that it can withstand a new player even with $500 billion backing it? Will... We start to see some of these venues switch sides. Say, I'm no longer going to be a PGA Tour event. I want to go to the uh, Super Golf League. It's kind of a silly name, but I wanna, we want to be part of the SGL. It's a richer purse. Maybe it gets us better international recognition. But part of the issue here is that, that Phil Mickelson's trying to push for change. And the biggest thing is is greed. I mean, it's kind of his greed, but he's also pointing to the PGA, saying they've got obnoxious greed, close uh, quote unquote, uh, because of its control of players' media rights. You know, NFTs have become a big deal, right? These non fungible tokens. You can get the digital copy or digital version of when, a, for example, when a player hits a long putt and uh, goes in, and they they win an event and they're fist pumping. Well, you could bid on and own the rights to that clip. And a portion of that video clip would go to the player himself who, who did it. Um, and so they're saying we should have the ownership opportunity there and to make money off of that. We're the ones who made the putt. We're the ones who made the shots. And But the thing is, in December... It was there was an internal memo that was leaked that says that the PGA is going to be doing and providing incremental revenue opportunities for players with this new NFT stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it kind of goes back to our discussion last hour about the. It's kind of hard to get sympathy from your average Joes when one guy's complaining about millions of dollars to another guy who's. Got more millions of dollars. It's just you're on another level that doesn't you know relate to me. I just I don't really care. Can you just play golf? Can I just watch it and just enjoy the game and see how you play? And hopefully I can pick up a tip or two from watching you play. Nine three one five on our Guild Mortgage text line. Golfing sounds like it plays hard ball and turning up their noses. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just sounds kind of silly to me. Just that Mickelson, over the last few weeks, this is from ES, an ESPN report, Mickelson has fumed about the PGA Tour's obnoxious greed and then proceeds to talk about how, you know, I, I'm the one who's made a lot of money. I'm the one who's made millions. I should be the one that should make a lot of money. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound like a little bit of greed too? I mean, <laughs> that's where you lose me on this. Like, should you have some control over um, your your own name, image, and likeness? Yes, and you do. 
But this NFT business, I mean, that's why you're going to leave to go and throw in with the Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, this, this, this state-run organization that tore apart Jamal Khashoggi. I mean, you're going to do that? You're going to go with those guys? Okay. Kind of weird. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on a Guild Morgan's text line. Look, I'm not... I'm not really a big golfer. I I can't watch golf tournaments on TV. I've never been to one in person. Maybe that would change my attitude. There There is one tournament that I will tune into and have some casual curiosity with, and that's the Masters. Uh, there's just a different aura about the Masters. It's a beautiful course. It seems to set the tone for spring. And I will tune in because, yes, there it, maybe it's a little overdone with its reverence and all oh, the hushed tones and, oh, you know, everything's like it's a religious sanctuary. But, it, I mean, it's interesting. It's got history. The green jacket, sure, it stands apart. But I'm, I, I can think of a million other things to do than sit there and watch golf. Uh, but I know they're diehard golfers who love it, and it gets some decent ratings when it's on. But it's just not my thing. And would it make a big difference if there's another league out there attracting some big names? No, not, I I don't care. I mean, what is there enough golf to go around? Can we not create two leagues? Are there not enough good golfers? Can we not create more opportunities? Uh, just Again, it goes to that uh, argument in the first hour. Millionaires fighting with other millionaires just doesn't really get me that much attention. Uh, 9315, golf sometimes make me think I could like watching paint dry better. It's okay to play it, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, watching it and trying to figure out how would they get out of this situation, how would they approach this situation, but I can't. The way they use their clubs, vastly different than the way I use mine. There's no way I could do, use my gear the same way they use theirs. But um, anyway, I look, if somebody wants to put $500 billion or be backed by $500 billion to create another golf league, let them do it. If, if some of the golfers want to go and, and try this SGL, don't ban them from the PGA. That's really petty and small. And that doesn't help. Uh, look, competition's good. Like it, refine your sport. It'll help you be better. And if you really are better and more historic, and have the rights, and have the agreements, and have the venues, and have the, the stars, you'll be fine. That other league won't be able to survive. I don't know. Not my thing. But it's. I guess it's. It is a thing. It's a thing that's going on that's got some people pretty riled up. Uh, in fact, uh, earlier this week, uh, there were some comments uh, uh, about this that was going on. This is kind of heated up in the golf world. And I again, I'm not really in that world. But um, Colin Morikawa is saying, look, this is, this is kind of coming up. And there are some pretty notable people that are considering this and considering maybe changing. It's not distracting. I think a lot of other guys are, are thinking about, and I, I don't know what they're thinking about. 
but a lot of guys are probably weighing the decision what to do, what this, what not. A lot of uncertainties, at least from my end. Um, and for me, like, I know I have a place right here. I'm, I'm open arms, come out here and let's play some golf. Uh, he, he said, look, there may be some names here and there, but the best golfers, they're sticking with the PGA. Right now, I mean, you look at the best players, you know, that I see, and they're all sticking with the PGA Tour, and that's where I, I kind of stay, and that's where I belong, and um, I'm very happy to be here. You know, I've, I've played, I think, three events this year. feels like I've played nothing, um, and, you know, part of that was designed in the fall to only play two events, but after missing a lot of the West Coast swing, you know, I decided to go and play over there on the DP World Tour. Um, you know, I miss being out on the PGA Tour. Like, I miss seeing these guys. I miss playing out here. And, you know, I just want to compete against the best in the world. And right now, that's where it is. And, you know, I'm very happy. I'm very thrilled to be here. Yeah, I just I just don't know that the PGA should be that threatened. I mean, are there other golf tours out there? Are there other professional leagues? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But um, PGA should continue to try to... You know, uh, brand itself as the best of the best. This is where the best golfers compete at the best venues, the best media opportunities, and we'll continue to, to do that. If another league, I mean, if you leave to go play on some Asian tour or some European tour, are you banned from ever participating in the PGA again? You can't tell me some of these European players that are in the PGA, they don't go home and play in another or participate in other events. That just seems petty and silly. All right, taking another quick time out here in the Full Court Press. Uh, getting also an update on what's going on throughout the Mountain West. It's an update on this week in the Mountain West. Uh, Utah State Aggies play on Saturday. They're on the road at Boise State. Uh, they've been home for a few days after that loss in San Diego. Uh, they will uh, hit the bus uh, tomorrow and bus up to Boise tomorrow arrive in Boise tomorrow night and have that game at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. But in the meantime, what else is going on in the conference? This is your Mountain West Basketball Update with Nate Crickman. Jeff Linder's Wyoming Cowboys ranked this week for the first time since 2015. The Pokes coming into Tuesday's road tilt with New Mexico at the pit, number 22 in the AP poll, sitting 25th in the net, facing the number 153 net Lobos. And this is why we love college basketball. Jalen House brings down the house, and New Mexico pulls the stunner. House off the ball screen from Forsling. Has EK on him, gonna back him out. What does he want to do? Five to shoot, pull up three ball. Got it! Jalen House with 24 triples for House. Robert Portnoy on KKOB. House finishes with 34. New Mexico wins at 75-66. Jamal Mashburn Jr. adds 18 as the Lobos hand Wyoming just their second conference loss of the season, snapping a six-game win streak for the Cowboys. Graham E.K. did finish with 26 in the loss. So skip ahead to Wednesday and Boise State with an opportunity to step back in front in the conference standings. And they would do just that with an 85-59 win at Air Force. Shaver into the paint, elevates, 10-footer, off the window and in. Oh, Shaver with 20. Yes, Bob Beeler, courtesy of Learfield. Max Rice with 14 to add to that 20 from Shaver. First place, Boise State, 11-2 in the Mountain West. The other Wednesday final, impressive road win for UNLV, 60-57 at Fresno State. Back to Tuesday as we ping-pong our way around this week of Mountain West hoops. San Diego State stays hot and piles on the recent struggles of Utah State. Bradley, long three. Good. He's feeling it large, large. 
The great Ted Leitner on extra 1360-7556. The final at Viejas. Matt Bradley large with 22. Aztecs have won four straight. And Nevada beats San Jose State 81-72 in Reno. With your Mountain West basketball update, I'm Nate Crackman. It's the Full Court Press. 9315. The Aggie basketball this year is frustrating due to the yo-yo effect of their season. These guys could be anybody at any given moment. They were in San Diego State tomorrow, Boise State on Saturday. If we go 2-0, I'm really going to be pissed. Because I'll be like, dude, if we would have just beaten Nevada last week and did this, we're definitely in the at-large conversation. Now that you did this, it doesn't even matter. You still got to go win the tournament. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon Blotter and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. CampSaver.com holds local sales events now and then, and Josh tells us why they use the Cash Valley Media Group to help spread the word. It's a great way to reach out to everybody in Cash Valley. We're talking about parking lot sales events where they rely on the locals to support them. It's been awesome. I can really tell a difference whenever we advertise for one of our local sales. Visit CashValleyMediaGroup.com or call 752-1390. Helping you grow your business. Cash Valley Media Group. Helping your business grow. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here, and our Guild Mortgage text line is open. 435 435- Three three nine zero three two one. We've covered a lot of different topics today: baseball, NBA, golf. I'm sure we could get in a few other sports. We'll give ourselves some more time, but before we do that, just want to remind you about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, new quick lube business in town. It's Valvoline Instant Oil Change, located across from Angie's at six ninety five North Main in Logan. They just redid that intersection, so it's uh, easier to get in and out there and uh, get easy to get your vehicle taken care of. It's quick. It's clean. They've got professional staff. Stop in, get your vehicle serviced by trained professionals today at Valvoline Instant Oil Change 695 North Main. Um, so another interesting thing going on, uh, shifting gears to college football, um, there's some athletic directors in the Big Ten getting together and saying, you know, we we prefer to keep the nine-game league schedule. And Ohio State AD Gene Smith going so far as to say we prefer that even if 
it limits or constrains our opportunities in this new alliance. Now, the Big Ten came together with this alliance, uh, kind of a scheduling agreement in place for football and to some degree in basketball as well with the ACC and the Pac-12. And um, Smith said that uh, Big Ten ADs walked away from the idea of reducing conference schedule from nine games to eight. So I, I don't really understand why the, you wouldn't go to eight. I mean, playing eight conference games gives you flexibility to have more cross-conference games with other conferences to improve your resume, improve not just the strength of your team, but the strength of your conference. I mean, you play nine conference games, which the Pac-12 does, and I believe that has limited their opportunity and their ability to get national attention, get noticed in these games with other teams across the country. Just you're very, you're, you only got three games to try to fill that are non-conference games, and just you can't do. Uh, you can't play an SEC team. You can't play somebody that's in the Big 12. You're really limited. And so it, it's just a round robin. And it's only like, it, it just kind of, it kind of feels like they just have an inflated sense of who they are and how important they are. And not really understanding the landscape of college football and, and the opportunities that are presented to them. Um, I, I guess Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren he meets on a weekly basis with athletic directors to discuss scheduling, to discuss this alliance and how it's going to work. But that's that hurts bringing it closer to home. That hurts conferences like the Mountain West and specifically Utah State. If the Pac-12 has this alliance and they're going to stick with nine, if the Big Ten has this alliance and they're going to stick with nine, I mean, it just there's no there's no wiggle room to add some non-conference games with a group of five school. You're going to more likely fill those available spots with other major conferences and just we continue to widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots. I think this hurts the future of college football, at least among those in the group of five. Uh, getting back to our Guild Mortgage text line, 3886, the PGA should absolutely ban anyone that joins the Saudi Golf League, a.k.a. the Bonesaw League. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? If nothing else, because it's backed by the Saudi government and their track record, some of the things that they've done. Like if it's about playing in another league, maybe that's one thing. But because it's specifically backed by the Saudi government, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's a bad look. That's for sure. Two one two two. Pac twelve has always done in, done or done in by their own hubris. Yeah, man, I agree. And now the Big Ten is is falling into that too. But if all three conferences end up with nine-game league schedules, the opportunities for these alliance matchups, like when can you do it? When can you fit it in? 
because some of these are like regular rivalry games that are already part of the schedule. Like they've got a deep history. USC and Notre Dame, uh, Iowa and Iowa State, Florida State and Florida. So you've already got big conference or, or you got regional rivalry games or non-conference rivalry games that are part of your geography or part of your history. So you got your nine conference games. You got the big non-conference rivalry game that's always on your schedule. What else can you fit on there? And how to create this alliance? Like what? What good does it even do to have this alliance? It's just a name only. It that doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me at all. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in, another quick timeout here on the full court press before some final thoughts. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant. Restaurant.com for reservations today. Do you want to set yourself apart from the competition? A new leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or take online interactive classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before March 15th to be considered for summer semester. Contact the MBA office for a waiver of the $55 application fee. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Hey, did you drop the ball on Valentine's Day? If so, I can help you make up for it. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter where you're at in your relationship, we have something she'll love. Stop in and we'll help you pick her out a thoughtful yet inexpensive necklace, pair of earrings, bracelet, watch, or even if you're ready for the next step, with our selection of over 3,000 designs, we'll find her the perfect engagement ring. Even after Valentine's Day, it's all about the romance. Make it special, make it Jarek's. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. 435-339-0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line if you want to weigh in. But just some final thoughts on this. Uh, preferring to keep a nine-game league schedule. Like you, it. How do you even have an alliance when you don't have opportunities to create games to be played? It just, it just sounds like it was a PR move and just there's nothing really behind it. At least not in football. Um, but uh, Miami Athletic Director uh, Dan Radakovich says, I think the whole alliance piece can have some positives for the teams that maybe don't have those other rivals. 
So I think we have to see if we can really get into that. But remember, football scheduling is not something that changes on a dime. So we'll have to have those discussions, close quote. And it's a great point. Not everybody has a non-conference big rivalry game or a non or even a regional rivalry game that's part of a non-conference deal. Not everybody has that. But for those who do, I mean, it's next to impossible to... How do you schedule other teams outside of your conference at that point? Uh, and I just... I don't get it. I mean, maybe... No, I just... I don't know. I, and that's really detrimental to the Mountain West... Mountain West has a lot of games against the Pac-12. I mean, they're in the same geographic footprint. It makes a ton of sense. You don't have to travel very far to play a quality team, or if it's a it's a good tune-up game for some of these other teams that are in these games. But where can you fit them in? So, does the Mountain West need to start creating an alliance with the American Athletic, with Conference USA, or the Sun Belt? Of course. <laughs> It's a whole other ball of wax right there with the Conference USA and the Sun Belt. Uh, but I, I just go to eight games. Provide opportunities for out-of-conference games. 